Got no audio. Here oh my come. goodness, it's a it's an interesting morning. Let me do okay, we're gonna do this. Because everyone <laughs> wants to hear this in the morning. They? Wake yeah, they up, do. By your payer people. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> Go grab yourself another cup of Joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two. All right. Okay. So yeah, it's it's, it's it, oh my gosh, it has been such an so interesting morning. Um, oh my issues. If somebody can hear us, just say, we hear you. <laughs> Put We're us out of our misery. Sure so glad that it's Friday. <laughs> what a mess over here. This is quite a thing. It's, and it's been like a comedy of errors yeah. since the moment we woke up this morning. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, I, yeah, that was, that was, and we were just uh, talking with Bill, who is backstage, and he had some stuff happen this morning too. He could share if he wants to, but um, it's just, I, I think I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit off kilter or something. Something's I, not right. I, I had a major mishap in my kitchen this morning. I was making a beautiful breakfast and the pan that I was making it in shattered glass everywhere. So I had to clean everything up and then restart over again. So that started so, the Friday a little bumpy. It was. Just but yeah, I think this me. is why really with the morning show that I like to really set expectations low. It's easy for us to exceed those expectations. Oh my goodness. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, we got some weird stuff going on in our platform yeah. this morning. Like, I don't know which platforms are hearing us and which ones aren't, but let's just, uh, let's get started, shall we? Yeah. Uh, they can always catch us after the fact. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. You can, well, you can let that go. I think it's, okay. it's not going to happen. So. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Um, okay, so today we have a very special. Oh, do we have an announcement before we? Yeah, go? just a quick one. Uh, yeah. We thanks again to the folks at the Utah uh, Independent Auto Dealers Association. They invited us down to spend oh, yeah. the day with them, and they're they're. I think that was their first time to do a conference. Um, and so oh, you know, it was that's so well attended for, too. Yeah, it was really nicely yeah. attended. A lot of great dealers and and great network started right away. Uh, excellent education yeah uh, we yeah. had the opportunity to sit in the room and listen to greg miller who's the oldest uh child, child of larry h larry miller. h and gail miller mm -hmm. and so it's so wonderful to hear the mm -hmm. story and he was so genuine and oh yeah generous yeah. with the uh, storytelling and fantastic. answering questions and it was just really a great thing to be uh, there you know the big takeaway that i um from uh, Greg. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was really beautiful. I, I don't know how many people know the Larry H. Miller kind of story. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it's a, it is a pretty, was a pretty big, it is now, um, but they, the family sold the, the dealership. So it's owned by someone else now, mm -hmm. but um, you know, about how it, the different milestones and shifts that happened. And um, you know, he, he was talking about um, how, uh, the, the kind of like, not really regrets, but like things that wish had been done differently. And my biggest takeaway, which, you know, we, we talk to a lot of dealers out there all the time about, um, you know, we've, we've said delegate, delegate, delegate. And, and, uh, and Greg, one of the things that he said was that his dad, um, would spend 60 to 80 hours a week working and, um, and just really was, uh, um, uh, yeah, he had a hard time letting go. And so when his dad got sick and they started letting things go was when their business boomed. Like, like yeah. 200% kind of boom. boom. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, a, it was a really 
important lesson and it's one that he takes is, you mm-hmm. know, this idea of delegating and, and getting people yeah. in there that you, uh, you know, d- develop them and let them do what you've hired and, them to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, they might have ideas that are even, you know, that, that might do some great things that are not your ideas, but yeah. it's, it's good. It's and I good. think most okay. of us know that it's just a hard thing to transition yeah. to. And, and I think Greg just articulated it really it so well beautiful. from inside yeah. a massive dealership group. If yeah. they weren't the biggest in the country, they certainly were the biggest in the West. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, massive organization, uh, managers that had been in place mm-hmm. for, you know, 15 plus years. And so it was, uh, it was an yeah. interesting story to go inside yeah. the, one of the, biggest operations you know in the car business yeah and he and he has a lot of heart for it oh so, my gosh anyway enough about all that yeah. i just think uh, it was uh we're grateful to have the uh-huh. chance to spend some time down there and shout out to jeff watson he does such a great oh, job so, yeah he moderated a few different yeah. things and nick marcosian was one of the speakers and also on a panel and yeah. i don't know um uh, how many of you know him but he's he's probably one of the the he is the the biggest within buy here pay here lease here pay here within the state of utah and yeah. um and just really beautiful to listen to his story well, and so i yeah i'd love to have just on one more that days. was so generous mm-hmm. with oh, yeah. you know contributing to their fellow dealers yeah. like nobody's nobody's in there hiding secrets like it yeah. just it was a really great thing and i think that excellent attendance and mm-hmm. and we look for yeah. uh, look for more of that look look to support them and whatever yeah. they do going forward okay um hello Mr. bill, bill. bill? <laughs> glad to have you here bill oh. we haven't seen you in a while i know i you know what? I've just been a lot of traveling. I haven't had a chance to be on the on the show, but every chance I can, I, I at least mm-hmm. try to to tag you and say, "Hey, good morning," and then I've got to go. Okay, Thank bye. You. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, one of the things, like I said, this morning, discombobulated, um, we were in the middle of making the second breakfast, and <laughs> and Bill text messaged me. He says, "I'm in," and I was like, "Oh." You're an hour early, but you know. <laughs> yeah, we're still making breakfast over we're here. So. <laughs> I hope you can still make it's it. Been one of those mornings. I, need uh, to I had my own, but you know what? Uh, I know not everybody else wants to hear that, but uh, uh, you know, it's been been a good morning as well. So uh, yeah. you know, every day I, I I wake up and you know what? I'm smiling, yeah. putting on, uh, yeah. going out there and trying to do something positive and yeah. move on from there. So, um, Bill, those of you who, I mean, I think, thank you, just about everybody knows who Bill is, but Bill is um, a senior moderator for the 20 groups in the NIADA. And um, he also is, uh, has spent a lot of time with Nick Marcosian, like we had just said, and and we sat at the table with their entire team and they, we mentioned, you know, we've got you coming on. They go, you know, Bill, he's, he's our guy. Yeah. And I was like, yes, we do. He when won't he comes admit into that town. he knows us, but yeah, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so, yes. So hopefully some of them, um, we were like, you know, listen, in. we're, we're going to, we're going to have this happening. So, yeah. We, so I got to ask you, yeah. Bill, what is, when you say senior 20 group, is that like senior citizen or what is the senior <laughs> part of that thing? I saw that too. Well, you know, when I put that on there, I'm like, cause it said earlier, it actually had senior NIDA and I'm like, mm-hmm. hold on. I'm not a senior first. Although I am happy to tell you that I love it when I age up in my age group because it's all different in the world. Yeah, Uh, I'm now the youngest in that uh, age group or wherever I'm at. I'm in the 55 to 59, just to kind of in case anybody's wondering. That's okay. You can look it up. Uh, And I'm I'm always excited about it. Not excited to be the 58 and 59. Not so much. Uh, Hey, what's up? 
<laughs> Jim's got a big birthday this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm turned 60 this year. So, you know, let's just, yeah. I mean, I own this gray hair. <laughs> like, I just, I, a lot of this is painted on me, but I, you know, I, uh, I do, uh, and, and you know, as uh, consultants, we can own the gray. That just means we're well-traveled, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Right, uh, clothes that I've been in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hugo asked, what are all the pins on the map behind you? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, it's a work in progress for my 20 group members uh, and uh, a couple of places of where I've lived. So uh, I've got those pinned in, in just kind of a clear. So it's not really it's yeah. not as conspicuous. Uh, but my daughter just brought me a few more. She's like, Dad, those pins are too big. Here's some smaller ones. <laughs> so, oh, uh, great. <laughs> I've got, I, I've got, like I said, it's a little bit of a work in progress. And these were seem to be a little bit uh, more uh, too big, but that's okay. I, I, yeah, but yeah, the 20 group members, um, mm -hmm. as well as, uh, and you can see that it's a lot more on the, on the eastern side than they're on the western side. So, trying to work towards that, trying to get some of the more west side um, of the United States. So, yeah. Um, but we, it's definitely great stuff. You, we, when you say mostly on the east side, it's like we're all over the place too, but it's um, a, a lot of our clients too are on the east yeah. side of yeah. the nation. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know what? Hey, it's, uh, I, I know of a lot of them that are back up in, in uh, Montana and, and uh, over in California and Utah, of course, Salt Lake City. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, great places. Um, I'm even got a few more that I'm going to be able to pin pretty soon into Arizona. Um, I've got some uh, 20 group members that are going to be coming over from there. So looking forward to it. So anyway, that's, that's, it's not all the polls that I swam in. I've swam in a few more. Uh, but, uh, mine, is, watching. Yeah. mine is the places where I've eaten tacos. That's what my yes. map is. Or so queso or had up, an yeah. old fashioned. Right, right. All yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both of those. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of our our stick. Our and thing. I guess, Bill, you're hearing yeah. me okay. My audio sounds a little funny on my side, but you're hearing me fine. So I can hear you fine. Okay, okay. cool. Cool. So um, let's jump into, we got together today to talk about repos. We're, you know, our, our month of May has been focused on collections. And so we've, we've kind of tackled the pre-delivery part that is collections and all the things that lead up to underwriting and closing. And we even co covered a couple of things you know, as uh, post delivery, how to kind of support uh, collections and facilitate communication. So for today, we wanted to dig into uh, repos. And I think, you know, all those things that we've talked about up to now would kind of would hope to help facilitate communication, a good relationship with a customer and help to eliminate or, you know, at least reduce the number of repos. But for today, we kind of want to talk about those customers who fall into what we're calling an at risk category where they're either, you know, out, they're not communicating, they're at a stage of delinquency or whatever might put them in an at risk category. Then, then I think for today, we wanted to have your help in talking through some ways that dealers could maybe save more of those and reduce repos in that situation. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and that's a, it's always been big to me. Uh, collections, I love it. Um, every part of it. There's not anything that I don't enjoy about collections. Uh, even having the opportunity to talk to the toughest customer, because at the end of the day, I, I get a chance to to at least understand from their point of view what exactly has happened, how the relationship went went. You know, maybe south in that case. Um, you know, and that's big. Um, is so so kind of talking about repossessions and. You know, how does it get to that point? You know, I think we kind of have an idea. There's communication. Um, there, there's uh, a lot of other uh, opportunities that, that uh, people have because they don't necessarily listen to everything that's going on 
um, in, in the conversation. In I do a lot of role plays with a lot of different individuals and I learn things about, you know, what they're listening to. A lot of times there's a one track mind. I got to get my money. I, I, I'm not I'm not listening to what they just told me and what I, they just explained right. to me about, hey, I just got a new job. I'm leaving this one. I'm moving. I'm doing this. Don't don't listen to any of that. I got to get my payment. That's all I'm worried about. Right. Well, then two weeks later, three weeks later, the car gets turned in. Maybe it's a voluntary repo. Maybe it's one that you have to go pick up. But at that point in time, what did you miss? Um, and, and, and these are the comments that I kind of make to, to individuals to say, you know, how did we miss that part of it? And so when I talk about, you know, whether it's kind of saving a repossession, and, and, and I will tell you that uh, we, we always used to have boxing gloves uh, because, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would call it that we were fighting for our customer. We're not going to lose them. We're going to have these boxing gloves. So, so you know, it's just like a, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. Hey, there you go. Little plug for NIDA. All nice. right, there you go. Uh, <laughs> where's the bell? Ding. Um, but um, you know, we we would truly fight for our customers to make sure that you know they was there was a an opportunity for us to make sure we listened to what they had to say and we understood. Because at the end of the day, I don't think that they want to get out of the car. They don't want to lose it. They put so much money into it, but they're frustrated. And or they could be frustrated about something that else that had nothing to do with it, but we right. caught them on a bad day. You yeah. know, they could, also, they could also be inexperienced or scared. You know, that right. happens too. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, some of that falls on us when we don't communicate well enough from our end to make sure the customer knows how to navigate when they fall into a difficult yeah. spot, right? I, what I heard too from what you said, and this is, I mean, this is anyone who's involved in customer service, period, collections, any kind of this customer service. It's about learning how to listen. And yeah. you don't listen, you, you don't listen with the intent to respond. You listen with the intent to understand. And there is a big difference and it is a skill. Some people are born with it, but a lot of people have to learn it. And it just comes through practice and it's just, you know, zip it, zip it, zip it, just listen, take notes, you know, whatever it is and get, get and parrot it back, whatever, whatever it is. And so you're listening actively to what someone sure, is. Absolutely. More, uh, probably one of the biggest reasons as to why I kind of cut my hair and I make sure that I have nothing covering that so that, you know, I can listen with both of these. Oh, that's smart. Um, yeah. That's so, smart. so, uh, you know, I, I kind of make sure that it's, <laughs> Yeah. Cool. I, I, right. I, I should like wear my back yeah, a lot more. Right. So if, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, it's, a, it's important to, to definitely listen and, and gather that insight and information because every, I, I will say this and I say this in every one of my collection classes and, and, you know, everything that I talk about, everybody will tell you everything you need to know if you just listen to what they're saying. You know, they're, they're, they're explaining to you how things are going to go, what's happening, what's going on in their lives. But that's that one moment that you're not listening and you're paying attention to something else or all of a sudden you're on your cell phone and and you didn't hear what they had to say. But that is a, a it's, it's the worst thing because right. all of a sudden you miss the one piece of information that's going to help you be successful with that particular customer. Or, you know, as, as one of my uh, newer, you know, dealerships that I'm working with, they call them guests. And I think Jeff Watson also calls them guests, which mm -hmm. is, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, that's important, right? So, you know, it's, it's they're not just one 
person just out there and they're just bought a car from me. No, they're trying to do something to better their lives. I help them try to better their lives. I need to work harder at making sure that I can keep them in that same focus and that same goal of bettering their life at that point in time. Do yeah. you find that um, when you are actively listening, um, uh, and this is like one of the things that I've I've noticed with Jim um, that when when he's training salespeople even for uh, how to get through some difficult conversations, is there's an awful lot of silence that happens. It's like because because people when you allow them to speak and allow them to work things through, a lot of times they come up with the own, their own solution. And you're just giving them the space to create a solution. And, and because most people feel very uncomfortable in silence, and so they will try to fill it. And they usually will fill it, well, they frequently will fill it with a solution of some kind. And yeah. And of yes. course, go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, now, now at my age, a lot of the silence is just trying to remember what I was going to say. But... but <laughs> No, I, I'm sorry. I got to behave. Uh, so, no, I think that the Tyler Simmons piped in about, and he's absolutely right. You know, it's, it's interesting how um, a conversation can go, even with an angry customer, when you mm -hmm. allow them to ventilate, say what they want to say, they need to feel like they've been heard. And I think, you know, part of affirmative listening, for lack of a better explanation, is to then kind of, when the customer finishes, you kind of recite back to them what you heard them say yeah. so that you can make sure that you're understanding the whole situation. I think people are relieved in that to know that they really, that you've heard them. Well, and, and then that, that's where miscommunications can, if, if you pair it back to them, what you just heard, and if you got it wrong, they're going to correct you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's they're like, right. that's, that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful practice to pair it back. What was just said and what the circumstances are. Yeah. yeah. But I think uh, yeah. it can help deescalate. I think for, I would be interested to know, and with all of your um, experience, I wonder on the collection side, what like what approach? If I'm just thinking about like how do you manage cues? Like what's the tone? If I've got a customer that's not yet at risk, like what's the tone that you generally advise in collections? And then we can talk about the same thing when they fall into that at risk status. Absolutely, Jim. You know, I think that uh, uh, I'm always firm but fair, and and uh, I always do it with a smile. You know, no matter what I'm going to do, no matter how much I'm going to talk with them, I might be frustrated. Doesn't matter. I'm still going to smile and say, "Hey, you know what? Look, your your two payments past due, but we're going to have to take care of this one way or another. So, so how are we going to take care of this today? What what you know? What are you going to do to kind of help me help you? Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of thing at that point in time. But it's a positive. Look, the minute that I start to turn negative and I'm not having a positive vibe to be able to talk with somebody. And, and have that communication, I've lost. I've yeah. lost them. Um, and, and make no mistake, you know, for forever in a day, uh, because of the way that I, I approach things and, and that I talk to people and, you know, how I'm just positive in at least trying to figure out a solution, even if they don't want to, even if they try to hang up on me. Mm -hmm. I, you know what? I don't let your money get mad. You know, you're, you're, you're going to go home at the end of the day. That's, it's, you know, a quote that I've used for years and years. And I say that because I don't need to be frustrated. It's just, this is part of what I do. This is part of my responsibilities. I've just got to do it the best way I can. And I might as well enjoy it while I'm doing it. Because, hey, if I can help somebody and I can get them to grow, even better. And one thing I want to touch back on that you guys made a comment on that I thought was very important is, 
you know, our, the, the customers will always tell you the truth about everything that's going on. If you just, if you stay silent, they're going to actually tell you every, like I said, everything you need to know, but they're sometimes going to tell you the truth because they don't like that silence any more than you'd like to not talk sometimes. And they will tell you because all of a sudden they're like, oh, I better tell them something because they're not, they're figuring me out. And, and you know, but that's, you know, there's, there's also some that they're, they just take advantage of you. They're upset, they're mean, they're frustrated, and all they're doing at that point in time is they're, they're, they're playing that card. But here's the one thing. Buy here, pay your customers across the board are the same. No one can ever, I have worked in, all over the United States. So have you. You know, Jim, you, you, I know you've traveled well, you know, with a lot of different clients that you've talked to, and so have you as Michelle as well. But as far as talking to individuals, I, I've worked California, Washington, um, Georgia, you name it. I've done business with somebody all across the country and everybody can tell me all day long. Well, my customers are different. Yeah. They're not. I can tell me they're not. Yeah. We yeah. stop them. They're, they are the same. It, we, we hear that all the time. Like yeah. That's one of the two things mm -hmm. I hear. The other one is Jim. I can't buy cars like that around here, but, but the one, <laughs> that's right. so, so but getting back to repossessions and just kind of talking mm -hmm. a little bit more about that. I want to make sure that, you know, whatever we do, um, I know we have a few more minutes. I want to at least give some thoughts and some ideas to everybody because, you know, um, it's active listening. That'd be number one. Mm -hmm. uh, number two is is making sure that you're noting everything that you're talking about. Amen. Amen. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how much that that is. I mean, I, these are simple. I mean, I'm not telling you anything. Probably everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, Bill, we do that. Really? Okay. You know what? Let's go and review. I'll, I'll review 10 of your accounts of your repossessions, and you tell me where all those notes of what you just told me are right. in there. And what you find is that they're not. And so that's number two. Number three, in my mind, would be if you are updating and getting good information before they even get to that point. Mm -hmm. You're at least acknowledging that you want, you're concerned and you're in, trying to be as, as informative about what their situation is going in before that even happens. So, so those are definitely some, some good numbers. That's one, two, and three that are simple, but they're very important. And if you, if there's nothing else you're going to take from today's call and, and in the podcast that we're having right now, that's going to be the three that I will tell you that are the most important that are going to be ideal for everybody to help save their repossessions. Are you we're talking about, about right? like the third thing when you, you know, making sure you keep the, the information updated. Um, I, I, it just makes, I'm wondering if you're thinking the same thing. We've had Maggie Pagesic on the show and, and she's yeah. like, every time someone calls review their, their address, their, you know, like all of the pertinent information, it takes, like 15 seconds to 30 seconds and then get into the thing. Maggie and, will be with us next Friday. Yeah, she will be with us next Friday. But I, you know, I, what I can see from that is that it's, if every time they call, it's like, no, we are actively making sure that we, we know where you're at and we know what the situation is and are you still working for so-and-so and that just all of the stuff. And, and so that they're, they're, I, for me, the way I would look at it is it, it actually creates a little bit more of a responsibility on them. Um, yeah. what you're asking for those things every time. So it's like, we're serious about this. Has it changed? Da, 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 da. We're, you know, we're, we're here to help, but we need to know all the stuff I every go, time I call. Yeah. I go back to tone, because mm -hmm. I got to say that the thing that if I think about customers been 
with us for six months and they've maybe had a little tick up here and there, but now they're falling into a difficult spot, job change, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking about how the tone and the nature of the dialogue that we've had with the customer up to that point is going to affect their willingness to talk to us. Like, do they, are they going to operate from a place of being scared and run and hide? Or do they feel like the, the tone of the dialogue up to now has been that, that, you know, Bill's auto credit really wants to help me. Like they really genuinely have shown me that they, they want to try to work through this stuff. And so I think, you know, the tone that we convey in all of our collections, and one of the things that frustrates me, Bill, is that I see, I've been in collections rooms, you've been there where the, the collectors are just making these calls one after another. It's some sort of, you know, it's almost feel like it's a machine room. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's everything's, well, there's, I'm just talking about the, the collectors themselves on the phone sound very robotic. So I think the tone is such that, you know, if, if, if you, if I left a message for you that says, you know, uh, we need to hear from you by six o'clock today, blah, blah, blah. It's very serious. It's very threatening almost. And it's like, you know, that's one thing. But if I leave a message that, uh, just says, you know, Hey Bill, it's, it's Jim over at, you know, Jim's auto credit. Um, you know, we missed you yesterday. If you just, uh, please reach out to us right away. We want to, um, you know, want to help solve whatever's going on. So it's more of a tone and an approach that I think what, what I used to follow bill was I had a dealer that, that, that used this terminology and I kind of tried to utilize it in all of my trainings and in my own dealership is like the, if there's an opportunity to say to the customer at, at any stage, hopefully it's early, but we would just basically say to the customer, look, there's not going to be anything that comes up during the time that you have this car financed with us that we can't work work out together. If you'll come sit in that chair and talk to me, there's not going to be anything we can't work out. So I think that whole mm -hmm. tone needs to sort of, you know, permeate all of the things that we talk about with the customer and the attitude that we bring. Because I think when we're threatening with our messages or when our, even if our auto dialer just leaves a message that is robotic and doesn't show any kind of compassion for, for, you know, my customer situation, then I'm, I'm not surprised that they're not going to answer, especially in an auto dialer situation. Like if I answer it once as an auto dialer and I know what it's going to say, I'm the customer and I know I'm past mm -hmm. due. Like, what's the point of listening to the auto dialer? I don't need to answer that thing anymore. I know exactly what it's going to say to me, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, it, and that's my problem. So it's like, you know, I know some of the systems will then connect you to a collector or whatever, but the reality is I'm just saying if the tone is such that I don't really buy that your, your collections department is really interested in my success. I think what you want is your payment. Right. That's, that's the tone that I'm trying to differentiate, right? Absolutely. You know, I think, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit more about that. How many people, you know, and, and even the ones that are listening right now, or maybe that'll listen in the future uh, to this um, is that you don't answer the, the phone bills, auto credit. This is bill. How can I help you? If you don't say your name or you don't say the name of your business, or you're just answering, Hey, hello, you know, whatever you've already lost them at that point in time, because you're not making them feel comfortable that they're even calling the right place that yeah. they know who they're talking to. Um, so, you know, you're, 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 you're absolutely correct, Jim. The tone has to be in it. You're right. It starts at the very beginning and, and it's, it's our tone. I, it used to be so great when customers would walk in and we'd have so many walk-in customers because they sure. could see you smile. They could truly see you smile and, and they know, Hey, I'm here. I'm going to take care of my payment. Even if they were frustrated and upset. And I've had some very, very upset customers that have come in, talked to me, 
And by the time that they're leaving, uh, you know, uh, although it wasn't always, you know, PC, that I wasn't correct uh, by HR set standards, but they would hug or, you know, they wouldn't want to hug. Hey, you know, Bill, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Wonderful. I love that. But you know what? You don't get that from a phone and an emoji is not going to do it for you. So, you know, if you're not answering the phone right, if you're not talking to the, to, to the, to the customer properly, you're going to have bigger issues. So, um, and, and you that's why they run and hide because they don't think that you're actually trying to help them at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that, that's a, it's a, it's a perfect scenario. I, I'll give you a perfect example this morning. Okay. I, here's one of the things that happened to me this morning. Uh, my dog chased a, a bird up one of the pipes that we have that of the uh, uh, that come down uh, that uh, the, the, the water comes out of the gutter, right? And um, she was just chomping at it, and she chomped it so hard that she kind of you know crinkled it. And and I'm using this example because I think it's right in line. Well, I'm now trying to get the bird out. The the dog's inside, and, you know. Uh, she is a bird dog. I get it, but you know she's inside. And, you know, I want to get the bird out of there. Well, the bird doesn't know that I'm trying to help them. They're thinking if I'm trying to knock on it and I'm trying to get them to go down, they're like, no, 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 there's a dog down there. I don't want to go down there. So right. it's the same concept, mm -hmm. right? The same concept of exactly how this can play out in, you know, with customers. If they don't know that we're trying to truly help them, mm -hmm. they're never going to know because all they think is that this, this, if I go down there, if I tell, if I tell them the truth, if I tell them everything that's going on, they're just going to repo my car. They don't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, you just, you yeah. just gave me one quick way. I want to kind of ask collectors and, and trainers of collectors to think about it. It's like you talked about that when a customer walks in the door, they can see you smile. And I would challenge collectors when they're on the phone. Can the customer hear you smile? I, I, I Amen. Right. Amen. Just can they hear that amen. you are coming from a place of, yeah, it's like, do I want to, <laughs> do I, do I want to? Am I calling with a mm -hmm. positive attitude? And, and part of the reason I'm interested in the tone piece is because I, I personally, we've recommended this bill to dealers over the years, and I, I can't think of anybody who's actually implemented in the way that I would suggest. But I would say the tone early on is one of um, cooperation and concern. It's like we're approaching the customer because they've done four payments right on time in a row, and now we're reaching out to them right away out of concern. Mm -hmm. Our tone is one of compassion and concern. And now, you know, we continue to be sweet and helpful. Now it could transition at a certain stage of delinquency into more of a serious and, mm -hmm. you know, more of that bulldog mentality. And so we get a little more serious. Then my recommendation would be after that, if that still doesn't produce results, I'd switch back into, you know, sweetheart mode and try mm -hmm. to get them to talk to me. And uh, mm -hmm. so it's like, I think this is part of what the attitude and, and Bill, we know it's, it's a, challenging time in our industry, right? Buy here, pay here's okay. tough. We know there's tons of opportunity for buy here, pay here in the coming years. I think th these kind of things are going to be what helps to kind of allow dealers to be more successful because it's saving loans. If you spend all this money to, to get a car and create a contract, then you're certainly going to want to work hard to keep it. And so I think, you know, that means to me, all, all these things that we're talking about help to you know, create this situation where we've got a chance if we communicate to the customer and we can make them believe that mm -hmm. we truly care about their success and that we're here to help, we, that should be in our tone of voice all the time. And listen, we know it's a frustrating, difficult job for collectors. Sure. It's, it's, it is. 
if we've got to take a little break, you know, and so that we don't bring the, the frustration of the last customer into the next phone call or whatever, then, you know, we probably need to do that. But it is a difficult job. And I think we want to make it, it easy for the collectors as possible. And all the things we're talking about, in my mind, are part of how you do that. It's create an environment where the collectors are there to help, not to chase and and sort of take a punitive, mm-hmm. you know, thing and, and, and be really harsh with the customer. I think now we can have more success. Sure. Absolutely. I, 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 everything you said is, is exactly, you know, the way that, you know, it should be approached. There should be anything different as far as, you know, how people should be approaching. And I saw, I think it was a, a message that just came up that said, be nice. You're bad. Absolutely. Yeah. Be nice. You, if you're not, if you don't have the attitude and you know, it's having that mirror right in front of you that you can see yourself smile because as soon as you start to see yourself frown, Mm-hmm. then you, again, you're losing at that point in time, yeah. you're losing yeah. that point. And, and, um, you know, it, it's every one of these individuals they're they're trying to, I, I never sold or leased a vehicle that I didn't, that I, I wanted back at any point in time. I did that because I was trying to help somebody. They convinced me, I can, you know, they convinced themselves that they wanted to do business with me and I convinced, they convinced me that I wanted to do business with them. But at the end of the day, I want them to keep that. I don't want it back. I, I'm, I'm not that, you know, uh, you know, 90 days, I'm picking them up. No, look, I made a good deal with them. I'm trying to figure out what they can do. Now, if all of a sudden, you know what, they're just being, you know, totally, uh, you know, they're not talking to you at all. Well, I get it. You know, I get that repossession. They, I, that's a question I get asked all the time. Bill, they're not talking to me. Why would I even want to give this back to them? Well, did you even ask them where the relationship went wrong? Did, did you even understand that part of it? Because if you don't, and if you never did, it's like never watching a football film of a, of a team that you're going to be playing or that you just played to figure out what else you can do differently. Yeah, You got to go back and review what didn't work so that going forward, you know, it works. It's a sure. postmortem. And I think that they're really important. Every repo should have some kind of postmortem. What, what did we do wrong? Um, you know, how can we improve next time? One of the things that you mentioned to, um, earlier, and I just, this is just a thought that came to me. I, I come from a background of a lot of customer service as well. And so I, I had a team, um, about 20 people across the U S and I, I sent them all through the mail mirrors and we had a training on keep the mirror on your desk and watch yourself. I mean, cause, yeah. and, and, and see how your inflection and the tone of your voice changes when you change the way that your, your face looks as you're talking to them. Cause it's really hard when you have a scowl and a furrow to sound friendly. But you know, one of the things that you just said, and it just made me think, you know, um, it's that we we struggle sometimes getting our customers when they know when they're in a tight spot when they're in when they're in a place where it's like I don't want to answer the phone I don't want to answer right. the phone and you said the emote you know it's like emojis don't do the thing what if um, you know we we've talked an awful lot about having a a library of short video that explains different things if you're having a problem please come in da, 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 da. what if a collector had the ability to do a quick video that says hey june this is you know just we're trying to reach out to you um we miss you on friday please call if there's anything that we can do to help and send the video via text and email that's a that's a phenomenal idea and you know what I, I think a little bit of cost might be kind of you know into that point of it because you'd have to have uh what is it mms versus uh, sms mm-hmm. um but but that would be so easy 
to be able to show somebody, hey, look, look I'm here. I'm this person. Mm -hmm. You're talking to me. So you actually, so there's a few things you get from that. You get the the the, the picture of the person you're talking to. Mm -hmm. uh, you you get you know uh, the the inflection of I'm here to help you. I'm trying to talk to you. And at, because you don't get that from an email, you don't get that from a text. And a little smiley face is not going to do it for you. <laughs> but you know those are those are those are and you 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 open up that door um, because who doesn't want to see someone smile? Mm -hmm. um you know i i i'm a firm believer positive things equal positive results you know and and, and you can you're going to have so many of those kind of going on if you're positive about this so mm -hmm. um I, I agree wholeheartedly and i think that that's exactly right and i think a couple of things we and we're running a little long i should have warned our folks sorry be, but no, no no it's a it's a it's, it's all a, your fault it's a rich topic <laughs> so we'll be back for more of this but no yeah. i just i thought of a couple of things we might want to think about as we kind of wrap up here in terms of more last minute ways to maybe save some of our repos one thing that i would like to see dealers adopt would be an approach where you know when they've kind of gone through that bulldog thing and before they give up like before they actually you know send out a repo order that you know they would uh, create a call that is from you know let's call it the asset management department but it's really friendly like it's it's the tone when i call myself you know the asset management department or the asset manager that that alone is kind of says okay things have changed things are shifting but if my tone is really positive and i'm here to try to save this then that's one thing and then one other tip bill that i have used and i can't say that it saved a ton of accounts but it saved a few and it's worth um it's worth a sticky note. What I used to do in, in, uh, in my own dealership is where we had, um, you know, we had a requirement after a repossession to send out a notice of sale. Well, the notice of our intent to sell the collateral, right? Because right. we've repossessed and we've taken that action. So one of the things that, that most customers haven't been through that, we go through it all the time. We issue those orders all the time or send those notices. But for the customer, when they receive it, at certified mail or however it arrives with them, that's very scary and threatening, right? But if if there's a sticky note written on there, handwritten, that says, we may still be able to work out something, please give us a call. It's a little sticky, handwritten note. I haven't compromised anything in the legal document. It's just an intent that says, I may still be able to help. Please reach out. And so I'm just trying to even one last effort to say we're still open. And I've always said, I'll always listen to a customer. Like just what you said is I need to know what happened and maybe there's a way to, to save it, but I'm, I'll always meet with a customer and be happy to hear what the circumstances were. Absolutely. So, yeah. so one other thing to, to that, Jim, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? I didn't yeah. mean to. Oh, good. So, so one other thing that I'm going to add to that is when does management actually make that phone call? Because if the, the the person that's doing the collections is the one that's always making the phone call and they help the and they help make that decision and they tell the manager and they this is terrible oh this does you know what I got on a phone call with somebody the other day and I made a phone call to them and and you know what when I hung up they just were loving life they oh they thank you so much we appreciate it you know the way you're because it was a totally different person that is uh, also a big key factor as well mm -hmm. you know if you do that and just that little thing but you know that that is is one thing that that always is going to be successful is if you can at least make your customer yeah. understand i'm here yeah i'm open just yeah. talk to me but i like that sticky note idea great idea great great thoughts you know because 
again, get the manager involved. Get somebody that says, hey, you know what, I want to, to be able to help you. Uh, we've sent out amnesty letters, you know, that, that uh, you know, and I say amnesty, but it, we're going to give them a chance. Hey, look, just talk with us. At the end of the day, we just want to understand what happened here. You know, sure. you, you've turned in your car. We've got your vehicle right now. Can you just at least talk with us? And I find too many times we don't even try to talk to them. That's Nobody true. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and we we lose out on that just one opportunity right there. Just mm-hmm. that. Just because, oh, we're so upset. Here. And here's the last little bit. And I'm, I promise to hang up after this. <laughs> I, I, I want to tell you, when you hang up the phone, nobody, nobody would ever talk negatively about my customers. Because if they ever did, I mm. said, you don't need to be here. Right. That's important. Yes. That's attitude. Yes. When you get off the phone, oh my goodness, it's terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Hey. That's that's my customer you're talking about right there. Don't mm-hmm. talk negatively about my customer. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. You can be frustrated and upset, but let's figure out a solution because uh, you know the most important thing is that we get this person to continue to pay, or we figure out what we're not going to what we're going to do at that point in time. So anyway, so I, uh, I, I promise that was it. That was the last thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so much stuff to to t- so many great ideas I think were shared um and yeah it's it was a great topic and I I think there's probably more that we can unpack yeah always um, fun to have you around we'll always. figure out another time to have you come back yeah. and see us we love it you know what it, those old fashioned although this is not those old fashions will uh will definitely you know be uh hopefully flowing a little bit more at uh, NIDA oh, or some yeah. of the other conferences yeah. so look yeah. forward to it and then sure. the next time you're in Salt Lake, please let us get know because we'll get together. You for stand by for just a minute while we yeah. wrap up. We just stand yep. by. Okay, excellent. We'll Great. see you backstage. Thanks again, Bill, for joining. Thank really. you. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. All righty. Um, yeah. So good. Great information. Uh, yeah, we spent the next first 10 minutes just talking about silly stuff, but yeah. uh, really got into some good meaty stuff. Yeah, and I Great think things. this is one of those things that dealers know this. It's just that, you know, there's – in my understanding, there are two ways to grow your account base. One is to sell a few more cars. Another way is to save a few more accounts. Like yep. if you can keep them from going to repo and keep them from dropping off the portfolio, then, you know, that's that's time and money well spent. So Absolutely. we'd like to save as many of those. And just a quick reminder, we got Maggie Pogesic joining us next Friday. I don't think we have anything else scheduled. We got to figure out our schedule yeah. for next week, but we'll be on collections. All right, guys. Have a great day. And oh, it's Friday. Yep. Enjoy your day. Have a good weekend. Thanks.